The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. And I'm joined by Darren Long, Vice President of Sales here at Guildhall. And it's been a, a decent week, decent week, not a not crazy week, but a, a nice pause, if you will, for the market, Darren, and gives us a chance to look forward to the to the season because you can start to see the seasons changing. And uh, I think people are starting to think about the fall. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about uh, the election coming up and what that could mean for gold and silver and what we've seen uh, in elections past with the precious metals. And uh, we want to talk about something that we just created here at Guildhall, which is uh, we just put together a video for those who are interested in registered accounts. It's a whole how-to. It shows you exactly how it works in basically three minutes. And you can do that by going to the website at guildhallwealth.com, go to the RSP page and you can see the video there, or you can visit YouTube uh, Guildhall Wealth, and you'll be able to see the video there as well. It's also on our Twitter, Facebook, and if you are interested in holding physical metal in a registered account, we'll send you an email and you can also see the video there. So again, what is it? It's there to show you exactly how this process works where we're able to put physical product into a registered account and just kind of gives you uh, the nitty-gritty on how that all works. Darren, how you been? Good, my friend, and busy. It is swamped and still continuing to build as we come into this last quarter here of 2020 on our way to what seems to be an endless pit of spending and demise potential. And I say that lightly because obviously we try to keep things as light as possible when we can. But unfortunately, you noted something that's of great importance to me, the general election for the U.S. Again, watching the debates, everybody knows there's no winner here. So either way we go, there's going to be much of the same, which is a ton of spending and hopefully some you know smarter common sense will prevail in the new year. But if we go the left way to the liberal side, that spending is going to get amped up Trudeau style. And uh, there is no doubt in my mind, both presidents will play a role in helping to shape the market next year, no matter what the outcome is. And as it relates to gold and silver, Jeremy, I'm happy to say that both of them are good for gold and silver. Uh, I take no great, um, I take no great positives from that. As you know, I'm a huge fan of gold and silver and not a huge fan of the world going to hell in a handbasket. But in protection world, in its day and age of COVID, you must protect your wealth. There's no way to think about this any longer. Yes, you can go and have your traditional investments, but there must be a, a spot made somewhere in those traditional investments for the addition of an investment like gold and silver, be it for profit, be it for pleasure, be it for protection, insurance. There's a million things that we can discuss to talk about that. But when you're staring down the barrel of a market, which has barely broken even this year, maybe if depending where in the world you invest, gone ahead a little bit, 
you're talking about an asset in gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds, which have all advanced in price. Gold is up 25% on the year, silver 33%, and that is not a mistake. That is what we expect to see in times of uncertainty when we don't know what the near term holds. Uh, so I'm excited about the future for gold and silver in many ways, and our clients know that there is going to be a multitude of reasons why they should own it. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Darren, I think uh, some of the comments that you were making there have been, have been uh, echoed by others in the analyst sphere in precious metals, particularly Egon von Greyerts, uh, who's a great author in, in our market. And he was talking about exactly that, that really it doesn't matter who is elected in many, many respects, we're headed into a dark time. And that dark time has been created by all of the money that's been printed out of nowhere and all of the debt and the lack of understanding of sound money. And so going forward, the aftermath of this crisis, which didn't start with COVID, that, that helped react it, but it didn't start there. It started back in 2008. It actually started in 1971, if you really want to go far back to see where this started. And it started then when Nixon lifted the gold standard, and all of a sudden we had no, no way to understand the value of a dollar. So he believes we're going into this darker time. And what that means is that, yep, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to be doing very well. Uh, there'll be people who are hungry. Crime will be higher. Uh, these are all the consequences of what happens at the end of a financial system and cycle. And he believes that we're at the very end of that. We're, he's saying we're more like at the very beginning of that end of, of the cycle. And uh, so that there are some darker times ahead. Does that mean life is over? No, things will keep going. Does that mean there's no opportunity? Nope, there's lots of opportunity there. And that's one of the reasons that we're here to discuss that opportunity, which is physical precious metals. And uh, you can see in the media, you can see in if you're doing any research in precious metals, that the numbers for where the prices are going is getting higher and higher and higher. And one thing that's been uh, coming to the forefront, which I found very recently, Darren, is the manipulations in precious metals. People have always talked about, oh, conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, but it's actually a fact now. And while the media, the mainstream media has talked a lot about some of the low-lying criminality like spoofing, which we can get into, uh, they did come out with the article and they're talking about it, about uh, JP Morgan having to pay a billion dollar fine for manipulating metals. Now the mainstream media won't talk about all of the other criminal things that the banks are doing and uh, we do have an article in our newsletter this week about that, but they they are willing to talk about what's happening in the metals market. Well this is a, a precariously important uh, topic and it does in some cases polarize the buying public because for one to read about this an individual might assume well this is not for me i don't want to be part of a market that could allegedly be manipulated and let's not talk in alleged terms they were found guilty as can be right uh, but on the other hand i want people to understand something that during the entire time we've been open the threat the alleged threat, whatever you want to call it now, the spoofing, all of that has been in this and part of this market since day one. So even on those journeys where silver went to $49 an ounce and prior to this 
uh, gold had reached an all-time high of um, of 1923 and now above that to its all-time high just a month ago. All of those facts that have now come to the table in terms of what J.P. Morgan did after they have adopted the Bear Stearns position and the massive shorts that Ted Butler talks about and all of these situations that have systemically kind of um, somewhat put a bit of a, a black tinge to this uh, in terms of people's mentality have all in fact been actually things that can be viewed either way. And so if I'm an investor and I wanted to invest in say something like Briex or Enron or you know any of the number of companies that have been allegedly and then found guilty of manipulating their stock prices, I was all a part of one type of manipulation and that is they manipulated the price to the upside. So in every one of those instances, which is 99% of the cases of manipulation in any market worldwide, the manipulation occurs to the upside. They're trying to get value that doesn't exist into the market. However, as it has been alleged by so many people over the years, we'll hit this head on. The prices of gold and silver have been held back. They have been brought back like a slingshot. And not too many people have got the opportunity to really acknowledge that, understand it, deal with it, or let alone participate. But our clients have heard it. They know about it. They're aware of it to some extent. They've done their research, due diligence. They've heard us speak about it. And I think it presents an opportunity of a lifetime, quite frankly. Yeah, I think uh, that they're putting money in our pockets. I agree with you, Darren, that I think uh, when you look at the mainstream media seemingly to have no issue to put this type of information out there, it, it does kind of feel like it's under the guise of, for lack of a better term, like a morality tale, like a warning. Just so you know, the banks are manipulating this market, so it's not the best market for you to be in, right? It goes along with the concept of the myth of volatility, right? It's the first thing I show people, they, the, the big myth of volatility in this market. So someone comes into the office and I show them the gold chart, the gold price performance chart in Canadian dollars or US dollars. And you can see in a variety of currencies, the chart is all green. Year over year, gold rarely has a negative down year. Um, so that's kind of interesting. The other thing that I find interesting is that it is being, they are being held accountable this idea of spoofing, which is actually so funny that in order for these low-level traders to do the spoofing, which is basically they put out a bunch of orders and they layer them, right, to try to get the algorithms to follow the instructions. And then they pull the bid and they go the other way. But in order for them to pull this off, they actually have to let their colleagues know that they're doing it so the the authorities have all of these text messages and emails from these traders basically you know one guy at jp morgan telling a guy at, at deutsche bank hey look what i'm doing you know and i'm sure there's signals that they can do in the market to get that you can see some quiet signals that only they would be able to see but there's a lot of this just flat out emails going across showing what they're doing um, I did write an essay about it in our newsletter last week, Darren, and it, just talking about the fact that for me, spoofing is like going after the corner drug dealer. It's not it's, Pablo. Sure. They're not going after Pablo Escobar here. They're going after those low-level spoofers, and they're hoping that those corner drug guys are going to lead them to the top. Will it happen? They are going after after JP Morgan as a criminal enterprise, meaning everyone in, was involved, and they all knew it too. So... 
the benefit for us is that they, as you said, Darren, they've been doing it to the downside, which means we've been able to acquire gold and silver at lower prices, even though we're running out of product. And that's the key. The fact that, and I don't believe they've stopped either. I think they're going to keep going until there's literally handcuffs walking them out the door. But again, we're up 30% this year in silver, over 25% in gold. So they're not doing an amazing job, but they are providing us with some opportunities now and again. Well, in fact, Ted Butler, who is one of the world's foremost experts on silver and silver manipulation, wrote this week uh, that this is going to increase and allow the silver market to be more volatile. And what does that mean? Well, in his words, that's the positive side of what the outcome will be with more eyes on these big trading firms. So although things like spoofing and other things like that won't go away necessarily right away, when you have more eyes on something, it allows it to move more freely. So those high-frequency trading algorithms you're talking about and other things like that in the paper market will create these big monstrous moves and it will soak up some of what has been held back. And so we can expect to see silver going much, much higher, many multiples. In fact, those HFT algorithms, it is reported, could potentially take the silver market in one foul swoop 30, 40, 50% higher over a two or three day period. And the likeliness that we'll have some pullback will be there but it'll be less extreme as it was before in terms of the longevity of the period. You might get a two or three day big huge jump and you'll get a day or two or a week of pullback into a, a range close to the high. Let's stick with this topic and see what, what kind of money the, the potentially that people could be making and where the market could be t potentially going now that the that the uh, the cuffs are off on this, the ropes are off, and we're able to, to see what the physical market can really do. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Learn about owning physical precious metals at this point in the market. We are seeing the bull market begin, and we're going to be talking about where this is headed right next on The Real Money Show. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com and the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver Darren, in the last segment we were talking about what's been going on with the manipulation of physical precious metals, actually not physical precious metals per se, but the, the market price of metals. Paper market. And uh, we've known for a long time, Darren, that this has been predicated on a very thin veneer of actual physical product. And that what they're doing, uh, they call it synthetic supply in the market because it's all just paper being traded back and forth. And uh, that's why the prices uh, prices of silver and gold don't necessarily correlate to what you're seeing with the supply-demand fundamentals in the market. So this type of manipulation does fly in the face of, of fundamentals, but there is, a, there is an end game here. And what we were just talking about, or you were just talking about before the break, was what it would look like when the gloves are off in this market when silver is free to make the type of moves that have been holding it back? Well, we can't make decisions based solely on what we feel might be an alleged manipulation of any market because 
we'd be sitting at home spending none of our invested dollars because it comes out quite frequently that there are always going to be these types of things happening. But what we wanted to convey was that silver and gold, although alleged and sometimes now found to be guilty, certain companies, JP Morgan and others, they are holding the price down. It's not an attempt to put the price of gold and silver at much higher levels. They're trying to attempt to keep the price down. And the best guess that anyone has is that this is being done to stave off the feel, the look and feel that there's problems elsewhere in the economy because gold, as you know, is literally the antithesis of the U.S. dollar. And so as gold goes, U.S. dollar usually does the exact opposite. Yeah, there's money to be made there in terms of keeping it low. But again, you can only keep it low if the physical supply is there, right? So what we've learned over the last few months is that one thing that these banks have had to do is make sure that companies like Apple and Tiffany's get their product. They can't get a whiff that there's a lack of physical supply. Mm -hmm. And then what happened in March, um, to me, was really the impetus of all of this. This is really where it started, which was we completely ran out of product. The whole industry completely ran out of product. Mm -hmm. As soon as people demanded the physical, and we always knew this would be the case, it broke the market. And I think that's why, obviously, silver's trading over $20 an ounce. Now we're into about the $24 range. Gold on the precipice of 2000 And again, Darren, you were talking about what Ted Butler was saying, that in terms of positive volatility for the market, that we could be seeing enormous strides in in very short amount of time in the market for silver. Well, for silver in particular, it's a great study because historically, silver has been far undervalued. I mean, when we started this back in 2002 as a firm, it was undervalued. It was undervalued in the 90s. It was undervalued by the mid-80s. The last time it was anywhere near what its true value was was 1980, when that ratio of gold to silver actually reverted back to 16 to 1. So what's changed? Like, Is it just that, this, that, that we've caught the manipulators? Is that all that's changed? Well, that's part of it, but certainly the big difference would be the allowable limits of paper markets that have changed drastically over the last 30 years and how that's coming to an end now. That cycle is completing itself, and and they've had their free ride, and they've had their free meal, and and now that's coming back into the realm of physical. There's no lack of changes that are occurring from Scotiabank leaving the industry, a firm which had been in this market for over 100-plus years as Makata and then as Scotia Makata. Uh, There's no lack of changes in terms of the largest this is the largest fine, by the way, 900 almost a billion dollars levied against J.P. Morgan for spoofing. Th- that's happening at a time where we're living through this as investors, as potential owners, as people who have been in the gold and silver market ourselves since 2002. So you are witnessing the change historically back to something more normal. And as it relates to Ted Butler, what he basically said was, look, although there could be a more volatile outcome, that volatility is what's going to allow silver to get back to its true normal value. And he's not going to say what that is from a dollar perspective. Don't expect to nail anyone down. But his analysis is indicative of somebody suggesting silver gets back to multiple times what it is in price right now and starts to really develop itself as truly a precious metal should. He's saying, look, for for decades and decades, We've believed that it's a precious metal. We show data that supports it's a precious metal. The geological survey says we're going to run out of this stuff within the next 10 years if we don't find new ways of mining it. And so that 
all goes hand in hand with a commodity value that should be multiple times higher, something similar to, let's say, platinum or gold itself closer to that price. And, and if we get back to that historical ratio of 16 to 1, even with gold where it is right now, that's putting silver much closer to $100 an ounce. Yeah, I was listening to an article, uh, sorry, an interview with Mike Maloney, um, who is great in this industry and teaches everyone about the metals. And he was talking with Keith Newmeyer from First Majestic, and they were just batting back some ideas. And, um, you know, they were talking about the ratio Newmeyer was saying, yeah, the ratio actually appears to be lower than 16 to 1. Maloney was saying, yeah, because there's been a lot of this research that showed that, yes, while the Earth's crust had 16 to 1 of a ratio in the, in the ground, silver was actually closer to the surface. So they mined a lot more of the, of the silver to begin with. So it's harder to get the same ratio down the road. So if we see some reversion back to that norm, which is for this whole time we've been open, Jeremy, something we've expected to have happen. And again, in the grand scheme of things, this is only a speck of dust in the time meter in terms of the clock and where we are. It's been a very fast 40, 50 years since that gold standard ended, since we last saw that 16 to 1 ratio. But in the grand scheme of things, that ratio has existed for thousands of years. We expect it to revert back to the norm. So if gold does nothing over the next two to three years and just basically treads water moves a little higher than where it is right now maybe even say to three thousand at three thousand dollars an ounce if we go back to 16 to 1 that pegs silver closer to 190 dollars an ounce and that's exactly what the more astute analysts are expecting to have happened so from an investment standpoint i set up my portfolio i put it into a registered account rsps maybe tfsas maybe take some home or store some with guild hall and I have a balance in there. I get the choice of both gold and silver products. Maybe you want to think about what your ratio of gold to silver will be. I know most people come to us and they know gold. They've heard of gold. It's something they trust a little more. But having silver in that portfolio too might just be one of the best decisions you made. And with this Ted Butler information about what's happening and your info and the feedback on spoofing, I think it sets up very well right now for a very, very nice move going forward. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. And this type of manipulation that's been going on in the market, Darren, is one of the reasons why we've always maintained physical precious metals is a great place to be because you're not getting caught up in the trading. You know, sometimes people who, you know, if they're, they're concerned about the cost of getting into the actual physical product, you say, okay, well, it's not the market for you. you there's, there's obviously lots of different paper ways you can get into this, especially if you're looking to trade it as though it was a stock, meaning precious metals are not stocks. They're hard assets. You don't trade them like stocks because there's a larger cost to get involved in them because it's an actual fabricated retail product. But if someone is really just approaching it as a stock mentality, then sure, buy the ETF. Right. But you can see that if you're not an insider and you don't understand how the spoofing can work, then, you know, you can get caught on the wrong side of things. So that's something to be careful of. And that's why those who have held physical metals have done so, so well. You know, people who've been buying, especially in the registered accounts, Darren, over the last five years, I think we started it in 2014, uh, maybe. Uh, they're doing so well because they've been accumulating on a regular basis. And then, boom, you get that one nice big move up in silver from 18 to 28. And that's it. You're you're at the next level. Now, Darren, given 
the topic of discussion today, what would you say to someone who might be a little intimidated by what they're hearing, maybe a little scared to enter into the market at this point, maybe even because they've seen some big moves as of late, you know, they might be asking, is it too late to get involved? I've already missed a 24% move in gold. Well, the move down to 22 from 30 into that range is not something that was in silver, that is to say, uh, is not something that was unexpected. But again, you never know. I mean, you can't predict these things with any certainty. However, there is a very specific reason why we went from where we touched on at $30 and change in silver back down to that 22 range. And that's because that's where we took off from. Although the market in silver started in March with the onset of COVID as the trigger event for gold and silver, uh, it was not necessarily the range which we were most concerned with. The very first big gap from 22 to literally 26 happened soon after that. And that starting point or launch point of 22 up to 26 was a very critical time because what in a few days happened was that the price of silver just boom, went through the roof. And then it continued on from 26 to 28 and 28 to 30. So a reversion back to that 22 point is healthy. It's in a big bull trend. And that is just what we call soaking up the gap. And and it's also still n nicely above where it was trading pre previously to that. That's right. right? It's still so, up thirty percent, thirty three percent on the year. Yeah. So for silver to be trading in the twenty, I mean, it's in the twenty four dollar range right That's now. That's correct. But for it to be trading in in the mid twenty range, um, well above where it was trading in the range of the eighteen, you know, I call it, you know, twenty mid twenties is the new eight is the new teens, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that is the new launch point. And at the same time, we've not heard any great news about the physical supply. You know, I don't see 10-ounce Royal Canadian Mint bars or or Monster Boxes, 500 silver maples, just, you know, the trucks backing up and, and letting all this product out. It's still not out there. So th this is really the big this is really the big crux. I mean, ultimately, yeah, okay, we've got this opportunity to have been buying it at a lower price because of some of this uh, manipulation that's been going on. Great, it's nice to see it's out out in the the open that the curtain's been held back, curtain's been pulled back. But the fact of the matter is, is the fundamentals of this market, the fact that the amount of debt that's out there, the amount of money printing that's going on, the the mere the sheer lack of physical supply in this market just demonstrates that this has so far to go and now that the as as we've been saying the gloves are off in the market and that this market can run free you could see massive gains in the silver market where they might even have to turn it off right they might even you know hit the breaker and say no silver's gone up too much in this one day we've got to stop it right and it's going to be interesting time an interesting time to do business in that sense well, when we come back, let's stay on that topic, Jeremy. Registered accounts, the simplicity of owning physical silver and gold. It's a theme we should stay on. This is not a complex thing. We have a new video we want to talk about, an uplifting video that we'll share with our client base and some interesting news on the Argyle Diamond Mine that you'll want to stay tuned for. That and much, much more coming up on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You are tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We'd be delighted if you'd go there, take a look at what we have to offer because, in fact, we have something special. Jeremy, you spent some time working with a company that has made for us a rather important video, but still uplifting, fun to share, fun to watch. It's a little five-minute clip, and it talks about the simplicity of putting gold and silver into a registered account, such as a TFSA, RSP, whether it's coming from an institution that exists already, folks, or whether you're bringing that in as new funds, we can accommodate that and you can own physical gold and silver. Yes, Darren, we had, you know, the one of the biggest questions about the registered accounts is, how does this work? Tell, tell me how this works. Show me how this this actually works. Because, you know, we are able to assist clients to physically acquire precious metals and have it allocated and segregated in an independent vault. So we have this video now. It's uh, featuring uh, Billy Bullion. He's our he's our guy, and uh, he's your guide to seeing how this all works. And you can find the video on our website at guildhallwealth.com. You can ask for the ask for the uh, get started kit for for registered accounts. We'll show you the video through the email there. It's also up on our YouTube site. It's up on our Twitter, and uh, so you'll be able to see how this all works. And I think that it's a great way to be able to visually encapsulate how to own physical precious metals in a registered account. So this is one of the most exciting things for us. It still is exciting, the fact that we can have people own physical bullion in a registered account. Now, Darren, I wanted to bring one thing to the show today. Uh, Just before we started recording, I found this quote, and I thought it was really, really interesting. So I want to share this quote with you, and then uh, we can discuss. It says... I warn you that politicians of both parties will oppose the restoration of gold, although they might they may outwardly seemingly favor it. Unless you are willing to surrender your children and your country to galloping inflation, war, and slavery, then this cause demands your support. For if human liberty is to survive in America, we must win the battle to restore honest money. That's a powerful quote, right? That is an extremely powerful quote for many reasons. The context of the quote, where we are in this day and age right now, and of course, who is uttering the quote? It is from Howard Buffett, none other than Warren Buffett's father Mm -hmm. in 1948. Don't tell me Warren Buffett doesn't know the, the virtues of gold. Of course he does, and he now owns some. Uh, Again, he'll tell you that it's a cumbersome artifact to own, doesn't pay a dividend, and we like to say that, well, although he's wrong about it being cumbersome, it's easy to store, it's easy to get around the world anywhere, it does not pay a dividend, and I'm happy and proud to say it, because if you want a dividend, go with a little 3 or 4% stock that's never going to rise in value or very slow to rise, and take your dividend and be happy with it. I like that. But or go the, with the GIC. Go that's with paying, the GIC, sure. That's well. paying less than 2%. Sure. which is under real-world inflation. Mm-hmm. You could be the most conservative person in the world, but you have to be able to rationalize that you're losing money when you do that. That's right. So you can lose money and be conservative, or you can take a risk, or you can look at the the fundamentals driving the price of physical gold and silver. Well, again, just ask our client base. I mean, those that are already in registered accounts, as we were discussing, from the context of what's being said there, the mentality change is, is, is happening, Jeremy. The mainstream is starting to allow these kinds of things to uh, permeate their everyday thinking. And let's face it, 
that topic of uncertainty, whether it's related to stock, whether it's related to real estate, whether it's related to health, there are cycles in which we don't have that uncertainty. We experience them. You know, we've gone through them, which times are good. And maybe we don't look to gold and silver as the, the safe havens during those periods of times. But right now, the mentality and the amount of people calling us, it tells us. We haven't increased our marketing budget. We're not some $10 million a month marketing program. We come to you via this radio show, and that's pretty much it. But the amount of people coming in to ask for this opportunity and finding us out organically, it's growing tenfold in the year alone. And so this is an exciting time to recognize that change and to improve your own personal portfolio. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Darren, when we're looking at that quote, which was 1948, we're talking 70 years later now. It's crazy. And it's still just as an important quote as it was in 1948. And this idea of finding our way back to sound money brings us to the beginning of the show mm-hmm. where we talked about we're entering a new cycle here. It's really the end of the financial system, in my opinion, where you know we've reached the limits of what debt can do. We've reached the limits of what fiat currency can do. All that's left is the crumbling culture, the, the debt forgiveness. Uh, people who have pensions will just simply get less. It'll cost more for those who, who have to buy in. Um, governments will move ahead with inflation and taxation. And uh, given trying to get out of the out of the COVID closures, the economy is going to struggle. And so here we are. And what are the opportunities ahead of us? Now, let's talk about what has happened at election time to the precious metals. Because when Trump got elected in 2016, on the night of, I remember gold skyrocketed. And then it got it got monkey hammered, as they say, back down. And then it was basically we had to wait a year and a half to get back to where we were on election night, maybe two years. And then it was $100 a year after that. It just started to slowly move up. So in the next segment, Darren, let's talk about your predictions on where does the price of gold and silver go post-election. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Darren, we were talking about that during the last election, which... You know, we're we're a little bit uh, less than a month, a little more than a month away now. We saw the price of gold go up significantly on election night, and then it came back down. And I believe it took almost a year, year and a half for us to get back to that high that we reached on election night. But we did. We broke it. Um, I I honestly can't recall what the numbers were at the time. Um, but I remember we, we moved up like a couple hundred bucks and then came back down, and it took a while to get back up there. What do you think is going to happen election night this time around to the price of metals? I mean, I imagine we're going to have people who are looking to buy or sell on the eve of election night. Well, I mean, listeners of this radio station obviously test slightly right. We're more conservative listeners, more conservative base of listeners. 
But ultimately, I think you're challenged by understanding the difference in mentality. Trump is not a person who is going to want to necessarily spend if he doesn't have to. He would like to create things and and do better and, and challenge his administration to grow the economy, which was happening prior to this all uh, going down. But he understands and recognizes the need to be supportive, especially social programs and things that are very important to them. It doesn't always come out like that. He's not always viewed as a great individual. He says some really challenging things. I get all that stuff. But on the other hand, on the left side, with Biden, you have no, there's no mistaking what's going to happen with Biden coming into power. If he comes into power, it's spent. And they're going to put the printing presses into overdrive. And again, if that's even possible, Jeremy, I don't know. But the first thing he will do is he will spend money to combat all of this COVID stuff, the likes of which make uh, the current administration look like, uh, you know, girl guides. I mean, it's basically just going to be night and day difference in terms of the liberal mentality versus the conservative mentality. And both of those situations require spending. So both leave uncertainty about the marketplace. How much debt can one consume or have floating around in the system before it breaks? The, the idea that is the U.S. dollar really the reserve currency anymore? Is the rest of the world still confident in their ability to be uh, creating organic growth? Economics tells us they're not. Cycles of change in currency tells us that the end of the U.S. dollar is closer than the, 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 than the continuance of the strength of the U.S. Right, dollar. Not at the beginning side of the fiat currency here. No, we're at the, of course not. We're at the tail end of a fiat currency. We're going to be at a new Bretton Woods soon enough, somewhere down the road in the next decade or so, and it's going to come on the heels of what is the decision that's made during this election, I believe. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if they decide to go to the left and more liberal, well, then okay, fine. Take it with a grain of salt. If they decide to stick with the same old status quo, okay, fine. But either way, Gold and silver are going higher, at least over the next 36 months. There'll be challenges. They'll be faced. We typically see, as you said, significant change immediately following election in terms of where gold and silver go. But we're in a bull market now, in a new market. And let's just take a look at the 36 months of the Bush-Obama change. All right. Okay. We hit a financial crisis in 2008 in the U.S. You have the administration change from Bush to Obama. Obama inherits a world of pain, and then he creates another one on top of it. So in 36 months, the price of silver goes from $8.50 to almost $50 an ounce. Well, at the same time, gold goes from 650 all the way to 1950 an ounce, or 1920 an ounce, I should say. And that happened over the span of 36 months. I suspect the same thing's about to occur. It's just that we're going to be doing that from the new dollar value levels. So we're going to see uncertainty in the markets prevail no matter who gets in because realities have to to be dealt with. So you have the safe haven aspect of the precious metals. You have the inflationary aspect of the physical precious metals. You have the, the pure lack of physical supply of the metals. I'm going to add to that, Darren, the fact that the stock market trading close to what the Dow is close to 28,000 points, what would it take for that to double from here? I mean, I don't think they can print enough money in the next year or two. So you also have a market that is at the top where where these stocks are incredibly overvalued. And then you have what we were discussing at the, the top of the show about this idea that the trend of 
these cycles that we're headed into a downward side of the cycle because we're at the end of the money printing. So these are all leading to great reasons to own physical precious metals, but you have to own it physically. There's no counterparty risk if you own it physically and it's in your possession, whether that's literally at home or in a sub account at the vault under your name. Now, Darren, let's move on to talk about natural fancy colored diamonds because you've got some uh, some updates. I do. About, First off, about Argyle. stay tuned because there are some new brochures and new diamonds coming out. We have a couple on our site, and they are going to be updated uh, frequently, as we know, in terms of pricing as this next 12-month journey post-Argyle uh, mine closure starts. And it's starting soon. My news is simple. Uh, I've been watching this very closely and sharing it with our listeners for a long time now, but uh, my inside information, which I get from a very, very trusted source, uh, is, and I will read word for word, posting about the closure of the Argyle Diamonds. Now, this is directly from my source, and it's shared with a group of people who are former employees of Argyle. There is no bias towards diamond dealers or people investing or anything like that. These are people who work at the mine. This particular individual is currently still active at the mine, and he leads the group that I belong to. And he says, well, it's finally happening. Last bucket of Argyle dirt goes in the crusher, on the 2nd of November 2020, almost 40 years of alluvial open pit and underground mining in this unique workplace in one of the most picturesque and once best mine sites in Australia. And the purpose of this post, an announcement because they're having a Life of Argyle reunion. And so barring any COVID changes, they're bringing all the old employees back in. And it's an event that's sponsored and paid for by the company Rio Tinto, the parent company. So this is happening, folks. And this is your last or one of, if not uh, certainly close to, last opportunities to get into a pink diamond market, which is not for everyone, but for those that can afford, could be as explosive as a Picasso picture. Well, I'm going to add to that, Darren, because we got an email yesterday, someone interested in our tender diamond from 2016. And, uh, you know, did a little bit of research on who I might be speaking to and uh, quickly figured out that he was associated with, um, you know, someone else in the industry. Right. So, right. you know, it wasn't someone straight from the public. Anyway, um, you know inquired about it, wanted to know basically what the price was a couple emails later, um, you know, telling us our price was too high. And I'm thinking, well, feel free to take to give me an offer. But uh, one, I don't think you can personally <laughs> buy it. You're like 22. And uh, number two, we are in no rush to sell this diamond at any point right now. Uh, the fact is, is what the takeaway here is, you're starting to see others in the industry look around to see what is actually available because they might be needing that product down the road too. A year from now, I'm going to be sitting here at this table patting myself on the back saying, I told you so, I told you so, but I'd rather be helping clients right now today, you and I, to get into this pink diamond market while we still can, while we can still afford it, while you can still put out forty or 50000 and have a reasonably decent pink argyle stone. Not reasonably decent, Darren. These are the best of what you can buy in Argyle diamonds at these prices. You could buy you could buy these diamonds with a lot less clarities. They'll be a lot cheaper, but there's a lot more of them, right? What we focus on is the highest clarity, strongest colors, in price points that are actually 
actually something that you can attain as a listener. And that goes from anywhere from 30,000 up to 500,000 plus. Go to the website guildhallwealth.com. You can view the collection there. You can also learn about holding physical precious metals in a registered account, or you can call us, one eight seven seven eight silver Darren, great to chat with you again this week. Look forward to doing it again next week on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.